Hey guys, Clarky here, and how we do we have a belter of a podcast about the Adelaide Crows for you today. But just before we start, I want to tell you about our good friends at supercoachchampion.com. Do you know that if you head over to them, you can get yourself a supercoach ring for your league, starting from $99. That's, that's a pretty good price, and if you use the code JR2021 as a very primo Jock Reynolds listener, you can get free same-day delivery on one of these beautiful supercoach rings. You get all your friends and your league, you throw in a little bit of money, and I can't even do maths on how good a deal that is with that free delivery. So head over to supercoachchampion.com and use the code JR2021 to get free same-day delivery. Thank you so much for listening. Roll the intro. Community and cutting off patch. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to do another funny thing. That'll teach me. Never do a funny thing again. We're still rolling. Let's do it live. Good evening, community. Good morning. Good afternoon, wherever you are. My name is Clarky, and you're here with the Jock Reynolds Pocket Podcast for the wonderful Adelaide Crows. I have with me two of my favorite people on this planet. I've got Pitch. Hello. It's me. Beautiful, and we've got our one and only, our Everything Adelaide Crows man, Baron. Um, I'm going to talk like a normal person and say thank you for having me. It's nice to be here. That's wonderful to have you both here. So we're going to take you through our locks, our knocks, our bolters, and whatever other headings that you've heard us do in all of the previous podcasts. We know the podcasts. drill. We so know I the think drill. we'll I've, probably start it on. You probably know yeah, the drill that's... better than we do at this stage community. So I think we'll get rolling with our locks. Uh, Petch, I'm going to throw it to you. Uh, who have you got locked in from the Adelaide Crows? Uh, Rory Laird. That's that's it. That send tweet. Rory Laird. Good at football. Um, Hashtag more midfield minutes. More midfield minutes. But actually this time, they proved at the back end of last year and he went bonkers with from round 13 onwards, 120, 102, 122, 136, 108. Sign me up. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think you can go past Rory Laird. Uh, unless, of course, you're, you know, maybe Baron. Do you have somebody else for your locks? Uh, no, I think uh, Patch has copied my homework there. Agree with him completely, 100%. Um, I think even if he doesn't have the same midfield time as last year, his average is going to stay the same because if you look at his first half average of last year, it was barely 90 or so, so you kind of even it out and you'll still probably get into the hundreds. Yeah, well, I think, look, I have somebody else, uh, actually, that I want to talk about. Um, but look, I do think Rory Laird is a very valuable pick, especially, like you guys said, he has the track record on the back end of last season, and he's an important part of that midfield group now. Um, but I want to talk about one, uh, M. Crouch. Uh, no, not the one playing for St. Kilda, the one playing for Adelaide. I think... 110 average at the back end of last year, but he came storming home from probably about round 12 onwards with, you know, 132, 133, 162, 148, 105. It's it's looking pretty nice. I mean, he got dropped, I think, during the year because he wasn't playing well. 
Um, and if that's not a kick up the backside, I don't know what is. Yeah, I think it was about round four or so, really early in the year that he got dropped. Um, but I think he's a he's a good choice for a lock. Um, I think his issues and a lot of the team's issues were more about not understanding what they needed to do. And once it started clicking for him towards the end of the year, you started seeing what they were really capable of. Um, now, look, Clarky, you've had a lot of flame on these podcasts, and I'm going to make a, a consent effort not to flame you <laughs> for Matt no, Crouch please. as a pick. No, you know what? It's an important part of the conversation, I think. I just... I, flame on. I just don't see... Like, he's, he'll be good. He'll be okay. He'll kind of outperform. No, he... Will he outperform his price point? I don't know. He'll be middling in terms of like those those super coach primos, and I feel like you'd rather go up to a more expensive Neil McRae, Zeret, etc., or you'd rather go down to a Raul Cripps Walsh. He's not a bad pick. I just think there are other picks that kind of outweigh him as being kind of a lockish kind of player. I don't know. We're squibbling on technicalities here, but I... No, I, I understand what you're saying, and I, I think it's a very important point to make. He's in, you know, if we were talking boxing, he's in a very difficult weight class, I think, at 594K. Um, currently, in my current, like, not to... We're not, it doesn't date the episode, and it's probably already thrown in the trash, but my current version of my team does have him at M4, just because it's, it's these little bits of, you know, you got to squeeze every penny. Um, and he's somebody who could offer just a little, just a touch, like a sprinkling of value. Um, Maybe, but I, enough about yeah. my poor picks. <laughs> Potentially, I mean, yeah, he's he's a good player. I feel like there'll be a point during the year where we can get him a bit cheaper. Um, I just I'm not loving the idea of locking him away. And you know, the last couple of years he's averaged 101, 103 as well. Is there the chance that he reverts back to that? I would rather wait and then pick him up mid-season and be proven wrong on starting him than to start him and then miss out on a Oliver or someone because Crouch is in that spot. But we're getting a bit fiddly. It's not a flame. It's just like a... Mm, mm. No, it's, a, it's an disagree. important point. I think no. um, it will be a, a point of difference if we bring that one in. He's currently owned by 2.8%, so he's not high ownership at all. So probably one you'd pick if you just want to be different. Yeah, um, yeah, I do like being different, and Indeed. being different like everybody else is what makes me special. Um, but moving on, uh, you know, we're done knocking Matt Crouch, but have, Baron, have you got any other knocks uh, for Supercoach selection? Uh, yes, so my knock this year is Tom Lynch, um, just because they've got a lot of players up forward, and it's not an even mix in terms of tools, smalls, slow marking power um so i think he is one who could potentially uh, miss a few games every now and then just so they can give the youngster another chance rather than you know bringing them back and forth so just for that reason alone i wouldn't pick him yeah that's that's fair clarky what are you what are you knocking in this adelaide side so it's it's a very look it's a very minor one uh it's more of a reflex check uh rather than a knock um, but I think I, I kind of want to just see Rory Laird in that midfield one more time. Um, it's not to say he's currently in my side and I probably don't see that moving. But at the same time, the biggest concern I have is, you know, 
if he fires and he's still got all those midfield minutes and he's still going that 100 plus range, he's absolutely fantastic, especially as a defensive pick or even like a, you know, a very, you know, like an M5, you know, or M4. Um, but the problem is, is for me, is that if he reverts back to that defensive role, I kind of only see him averaging between like 95 and maybe a little bit lower, which is kind of, you know, I would rather just pick Tom Stewart, say, over Rory Laird if I was just wanting someone consistently to see around that 100 mark. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And that Adelaide defence is kind of a, a, yeah, a bit up in the air, like a lot of defences at this time of year. Um, my knock's Wayne Miller, um, just simply because we don't know his role yet. We haven't seen him put it together on a back flank before. I'd rather just kind of wait. And then if he looks like a good pick, if he starts doing a Jordan Ridley um, from last year, then I'll jump on board. But I don't particularly want to start him. Um, I just don't don't see it at this point in time. Okay, well, I think uh, if we move on then to our bolters, uh, not Noah bolters, just regular bolters. Oh, uh, I no. I, <laughs> I want to throw one out to you guys. I think as a bolter for the crows, mm-hmm. one. R.O.B., Riley O'Brien, I think as a sole ruckman um, in the Adelaide team and, you know, if the midfield for the Crows does pick up and he's got a lot of really confident, really reliable people around there, I think Riley O'Brien can definitely probably push himself up to that upper echelon of ruckman, maybe not to a Gorn or a Grundy kind of level. Um, If you're picking him, you're probably picking him to keep him. You're not going to be looking anywhere else, but I think he's... He's probably one of the the few newer ruckmen who can really push to that upper echelon. He 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 has potential, and he's he's has the advantage of you always know he'll be the number one ruck, and at at a minimum he's going to ruck ninety percent of the time. Um, just that the only problem with it, obviously, is if you pick him, you're not going to have Gron and Grundy, Gron and Grundy, Gorn and Grundy, Grundy, yes. Grundy. So um, you basically have to decide if you want those two or you don't. So I think most people would probably want those two, though. Yeah, and, yeah, Baron, you've said it very clearly. And for for that reason, um, Clarky, not to flame you, but Riley O'Brien <laughs> is my trap for the Adelaide Crows. <laughs> because while I think he's a, he's a good prospect, he's a good player, I was saying to Baron before, He's only played 37 games and he's already pumping out really good numbers, really good performances. But hes I don't know if he can take that next step without adding something else to his game. And he doesn't really have a whole bunch of contested marking. He can't kick to save his life. Um, like there's just something, he needs to add something else to his game in order to take up that next step. And if he goes up the next step, that's still like three rungs below Grandy, which... Like, if you're going to pick someone that's not those two, you want it to be a, a Draper, a Pruce, a, someone who's a bit cheaper, uh, like maybe a Brown Marshall and swing him forward. Like, it's just not so much a trap because Riley O'Brien's a trap. You know what you'll get. He'll improve a little bit. But I just think that it locks you into a, a structure that you won't want by the end of the season. And for that reason, I don't think Riley O'Brien's a good choice. Sorry to shoot you in the foot again, Clarky. <laughs> look, I seem to be stepping in it quite a lot. Um, look, I, I don't think, uh, as you were saying, you know, Grandi is the way to go for set and forget. There's no, 
There's no other way about it. But there are also some people who are going to be looking at it and going, hang on, I'm spending $1.4 million here. Um, some people might see that Gorn uh, is overpriced um, and that Grundy is a little bit underpriced. So I think if you're probably only picking one of them, you're definitely going Grundy. Um, and picking someone like a Riley O'Brien, you know, it's Riley O'Brien, Nick Natnui, Goldstein, they're all sort of, you know, around about that between that 550 to 600 bracket. And they're the next rungs down. So you're either going all the way down to a Pruce, who's someone who, you know, really he needs to average 90 plus, And then you're probably still looking to bring in um, Grundy or Gorn, whichever one you don't have. Um, or you're really relying on having Rowan Marshall in your forward line and then swinging him in um, at some point if it doesn't work out with Rob. Um, but I, I think it's, yeah, it's a really good point. It's not probably a go-to, but I think he does have potential. He has potential. Excellent keeper league selection. Would almost yeah. be third in the tier list of keeper leagues. Excellent player, but yes, as I, yeah, we'll we'll chase each other around in Look, circles. Yeah, if we keep that's going. sorry. Sorry, I did. I felt I I did want to one chance of rebuttal. I'm getting flamed <laughs> a lot the uh, tonight on the podcasts. Uh, so, but look, hey, Patch, have you got a bolter for me? Um, yeah, and flame me right back because it's Harry Schoenberg. Come at me. Come at with them flames. Um, now, full disclaimer: I'm not picking Harry Schoenberg. I'm not. I'm not going near him. Um, if if it's a draft league and he's still there, reasonably late. Yes, he's forward eligible. Um, he's had a decent debut he, um, in terms of last year. Scored a 97, scored an 80-odd. Showed potential, showed signs. We have to fill the the space next to the, the Bolter name, and Harry Schoenberg is the one I picked. He's young, good contested ball, plays a super coach-friendly game, eligible as a forward, only 300k. I... That's just flame me already. Just get it over with. I've got nothing else. Baron, I'll let you take this one. No, it's it's one of those ones where it's like a it's a fifty fifty bet really that he definitely has the potential to come out of the gates scoring decently. But I think of the midfielders they will bring in in terms of if they start running more numbers through, he's probably going to get the least amount of that. So uh, he probably won't be able to score as much potentially as, um, you know, like a Haightley could or even a Millerer. Um, so I'm an, and... I'm an idiot and I'm wrong is what I'm hearing from this. No, guy. no. Cause... Just, just say it. Just come <laughs> he, out and say it. I get it. It's fine. <laughs> he, he, he has that potential too. It's not going to be his talent that holds him back from doing that, I don't think. It'll be just the numbers, the coach's decision. The magnets spinning. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, no, it's it's very valid. And as I said, I won't be picking him. Don't ad, don't advocate you picking him, but he's there. Um, does anyone else have any bolters that we can tear down? In, uh, uh, sure, I've got trends? one bolter you can uh, tear down. Um, Let so me I'll at him. Th- yeah. <laughs> Get your knives and forks out. I've uh, got uh, Lachlan Show as my bolter to start the year. Ooh. Give us, give us the uh, the opening gambit. Well, he's he's the the I'm using air quotes here. You can't see it. The midfield time, increased midfield time. Uh, Hashtag more midfield minutes. Yep, yep, that's right. But his midfield time is going to come on the wing, not as an inside midfielder. So they're less likely to when they run the numbers through the midfield. It'll be more through as the centre bounces, 
at the coal face getting the taps and the the wingman will stay pretty static. So I think he's one who could have a consistent midfield role on the outside of the contest, which isn't the friendliest super coach way. But you can see from watching him last year, he can run, he can bounce, he can kick goals. So he could... When you say he can a, bounce, is in is just talking about well, his both buoyancy? as like, imitating can, can a kangaroo, he... he can bounce like that. He could yeah, also but... bounce the football on the ground and what pick about, it up again. What if about I was if we, clearer? What about if we throw Lockie Scholl at a wall? Does he then bounce back? Yes, like very much like a uh, Super Bowl you would buy as a youngster from one of those vending machines. He uh, yes. will bounce right back. I mean, that's three types of bouncing. You've got me sold, yeah, Clarky. Yeah, exactly. Look, I mean, I, I'm, I'm struggling to come up with a reason why that's not a good look at him. And this is much like uh, Patch's one. I wouldn't pick him in Supercoach. Maybe in a draft league, I would pick him late if he's available. But, you know, no one, I don't, well, very few players bolt out of the gate averaging 100. So, yeah, definitely showed signs last year when he was yeah. uh, nominated for two Rising Star nominations two weeks in a row. Ha. That's right. <laughs> Huh. That's how I remember it. Mm, that's <laughs> definitely how that happened. Um, speaking of, uh, oh, sorry, Clarky, did you have any bolters? I I already went through mine. We uh, yelled at me about oh, earlier, Ryan. Remember? I mean, yeah, that's what that was. That. Ah, yes. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's what that was. But hey, Patch, why don't you? Uh, why don't we move on to more things uh, that are contentious and talk about our traps? Um, have you got a trap for me? Um, yeah, Riley O'Brien. Do you want me to go through yeah. it again? Um, I can, <laughs> so, just just, uh, if, just if, rewind the podcast yeah. five minutes and then we'll you can listen press to that, the, uh, the reverse 15, 15 <laughs> seconds button about four times and that should get you to where we were before. Yeah. Uh, look, Baron, we, we won't talk about Riley O'Brien anymore. <laughs> no, I think he's done for the day. <laughs> Baron, have you got a trap for me? Uh, yes, so I have uh, Rory Sloan as my trap this year um, just because I think... Um, he'll be one that sacrifices his game a little bit for the team and he might cut back his midfield minutes. So a younger player like Haitley or Schoenberg or um, Miller can get a bit more time on ball. So for that reason, he's, his price is massively enticing considering what he's previously averaged. But I just think he will not get back up to those old levels again. Yeah, I think I can agree with that. Uh, I think around his price, I'd probably be more inclined to pick up like a Ben Cunnington if I was looking for someone around that 400 mark or even probably just spending a little bit more and getting, you know, Matt Rao, uh, Boston's favorite son. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but hey, look, uh, we're speaking of traps and you did mention his name before. Um, Mil- Wayne Miller is my trap. Uh, mostly because I think he falls apart like your prized Millennium Falcon Lego in the hands of a four-year-old. Um, just, I don't, yeah, I don't trust the body. He's had rarely a season in recent memory without some kind of injury effect. I just, it's it's a hard, like, I don't think people who are picking him are really, like, they'll use that rule of like, no, no, he's got his body right this year, but probably won't play that rule for somebody else. And for me, it's, you know, I'm doing exactly that in um, in some of my picks. Yeah. So, yeah, agreed. I, yeah, agreed. And yeah, we haven't seen him do it before as well. So no. there's like the you're taking a risk on someone who's been injured a lot, and we don't know if they can do the thing you need them to do. Mm, that's just two strikes is like one strike too many. Yeah, definitely. I think if he was like a racehorse, and you're putting your money on him, you're probably getting like fifty to one odds that he comes through for you, which. 
Those eight, I like those odds. Yeah, if you're desperate, you would go for it, but you probably shouldn't be that desperate this early in the year. <laughs> yeah, if it, if it pays out, it's great, but he can he has real potential to hurt you, I think. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about nice things. Uh, who have we got as uh, some breakout opportunities? Definitely got to be some within these Adelaide Crows patch. Uh, Jackson Haightley. Baron? Uh, Jackson Haightley. Clarkie? Jackson Haightley. Yeah, that was an easy one. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, Patrick, why, why are we all looking at Jackson Haightley with loving eyes? Uh, because, well, say the words with me, Clarkie. More wanting More midfield of the good, good <laughs> wanting to play in the midfield Equals... does mean good super coach. Yes, yes, it does. And sign me up. <laughs> I'm um, sorry, I was going for something else there. That's right. We got th- we got there in the end. Um, yeah. yeah, he's good wanting to play midfield. That's why he good f- wrangled the draft like good, not wrangled. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't think any of us know what you're looking for, Patch. <laughs> yeah, good good manipulation of player agency movements equals good wanting to super coach. Good wanting to manipulate player agency movements equals good super coach scoring. That might be the first time those words have ever been put in that order before. I'm not sure if it Baron, made any look, sense or not, but look, I mean, if, Baron, if they have been put in that order before, it was by someone having a stroke. So, <laughs> Baron, can you dig us up out of this hole? Well, I think Haitley is the breakout because if you look through the midfield numbers for the years for the year for the Crows, they started off uh, rotation heavy, and as the year progressed, they cut that back, 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 back. So if you look at the last five weeks of the year when they performed their best, so round thirteen they had six midfielders, round fifteen they had four, round sixteen they had four, uh, round seventeen they had five, round eighteen they had four. So in that round 13 game where they had six, you're including Keys and Schoenberg who had one center bounce attendance. So basically you had four midfielders so at the Colts, which was what you're saying uh, Laird. a good pick. That's what I'm hearing here. Schoenberg. <laughs> yes. He got a center bounce once, yes. Yeah, baby. <laughs> and then in the round show get zero patch, zero. Zero center bounce attendances. But I said he's gonna be on the wing, so they don't count wing minute center bounce attendances. Yeah, okay, fine. And the round 17 game where they had five, they had Ben Keys as the other rotating midfielder in, and he had one centre bounce attendance. So basically for the last five weeks of the year, they rotated four midfielders through. So you take Brad Crouch out, you put Jackson Haightley in, and boom. Yep, agreed. Agreed. And at that price, he'll he'll increase in value. It's yes. It's just mass. It stonks. Yes. How it's the numbers works. put in orders that make more numbers and then answers come. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think Haley probably has a lot of potential to just be influential in that Crows midfield rotation, um, especially with the movement of one B Crouch. Um, they're probably looking to do something different in there, and he has the skills. We know he just couldn't break into the side at GWS. Um, but let's move on to uh, our passes. Uh, and I think it's, it's probably someone that Baron, you've already touched on him, and it's probably for very similar reasons, but uh, Rory Sloan uh, is a bit of a pass for me. Um, I think he's somebody that I will watch with great interest just in case he does well, but he's not going to hurt you at the price that he's at, and there are much better picks. Yep, that's uh, fair enough. Trap and pass, kind of the same things. Obviously, you're not going to pick a trap, so you would pass on a trap. So, Yep. 
Yep. Patch, you got anything for us? Uh, passing on Rory Sloan for all of the reasons you just said. Beautiful. Nice and easy. And we'll move on to some uh, fresh faces. Oh, do you want to hear my pass? I'll give you my pass. And it's a quick oh, one. sorry. Too. Apologies. Um, it's just a don't believe the hype pass, which is Darcy Fogarty. Wonderful. Correct answer. <laughs> No, that's right. You can go into more if you want. I, no, I, no, no, no. It's just, it's, it's, it's just, it's just been, it's, it's, I've been all over the place. I've been very attacked tonight. It's a simple one of just don't believe the hype. Like he's not going to be a super coach type player and they'll hype him up. Oh, he's got abs. He's big. He's can take marks. And... He's got abs. It's they so... seriously posted a picture of that. Like, oh, look at him. He's got abs now. And I was like, oh. it's impressive. He's and got a nice set of abs. Know, but... Good having abs does mean. <laughs> Good, wanting super coach. Exactly. No, that's look. Like, it's yeah. That's I. He wasn't even on my radar. Is how far um, he is. He's on one of those. Um, I'm thinking like you know when it's like three o'clock in the morning and you spent the last four hours drinking and going through your super coach side, and then you see some random guy for two hundred ninety, and you think, oh, they posted a picture of his abs on the internet the other day, and <laughs> I've seen that boy's stomach. Yeah, into the team he goes. Exactly. So I'm just trying to make sure everyone avoids that scenario. Got it. Uh, so, yeah, we can move on to some new faces now, for real. Uh, um, apologies for that aside. Apologies uh, that was... for all the asides. Oh, <laughs> it's very it's very late in the evening. Lockdown is really getting to me over here in Vic. Uh, Apache, you're probably feeling it as well. And we, our hearts go out to all Victorians uh, currently experiencing that. Yes, very uh, much But let's so. move on to some let's... new faces. Uh, Baron, have you got a rookie for me? Um, we'll probably work through this quickly too. Uh, James Rowe, um, Tyson Stengel's out. James Rowe's in, kicked 82 goals over 34 games at the Sample level the past two years, so he knows how to kick him. He'll probably be there round one. Lock him in. Patch, any problems with that? No. Anybody else on the list? Sam Berry intrigues me. If he gets named, I'm picking him because he's... He's been likened to Caleb Sarong. He's a former Gippsland Power teammate. Um, slipped very low in the draft. Good at football. Will play midfield minutes if they give him a run. If he's named, he's in for me. Yeah, both sound good. I mean, I, for one, am just looking for really good rookie selections. So um, wait and see who's named 24 hours before round one or before the game. Mm, uh, but yeah, God, definitely. Yeah. James Rowe was on the list for me. Um, just a nice little cheap forward rookie who probably has a spot in round one and that's what we love to see and i think that that about covers us for all the headings boys we did it we did Um, it patch you got any final thoughts on the adelaide crows um no no i do not i think we've covered it pretty well um and i also don't have thoughts as we've uh we've established long-running tradition (laughs) on this podcast of patch just not having thoughts and just saying random words and hoping they make sense which tonight did not pay off because (laughs) uh good manipulating the free agency equals does not equal good super equals is not greater than do you know how um, like we're saying we should get like the the word to text thing i think it might have a bit of trouble if we try and put this one through today as the uh, test baron have you got any final thoughts on your adelaide crows um no i have spent probably the last 12 months trying not to think about the adelaide crows and i'm not going to start again until uh, round one just for my own mental well-being 
Well, I think that about wraps us up there, community. Um, If you're listening to this on a podcast app, please give us a like, give us a rating, leave us some comments. These are all good metrics things that can give us an idea of the content that you want to hear. Keep yourselves down in the comments below. Um, We love you, Patch. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Clark, you wonderful human being. I'm very good. Wanting to host is... I I miss Lek. I need Lek. Baron, thank you you so much for being here and spending time with us. Uh, Thank you, and thank you for taking the hosting duties because I sure as hell didn't want to do it either. Uh, And thank you to Telebeats for the wonderful intro and outro that you're about to hear. Community, we love you. We'll see you in the next one.